back to the first of its kind, another ESL podcast, another TOEFL day. And today we're going to be talking and going over listening. That's right. I've already given you the skills. And now today we're going to be getting into a lecture. So you have two different types, right? You have conversations between two people that could last anywhere around three minutes, okay, with, a fi- with about five questions. And a lecture will have six questions, and they'll be between three and six minutes. Well, this one is just over five and a half minutes. So what we're going to do and what you're going to watch me do while listening is take notes. Because guess what? After you're done listening... I highly doubt that you're going to be able to go back, although some websites do show that you could go back and listen to it. Eh, I'll just leave that for, you know, aside. But with proper note-taking and getting down the content, the specific details, you should be able to go over every single question with ease. You know why? Because honestly, this is the first time, the first day that I've actually taken the test. That's right. I took that listening test. And I'm like, okay, Arsidio, just apply your note-taking skills that you've learned over the course of too many years and see how you can go about this. I said, okay, so I'm just going to take a lot of sparingly notes going all the way down. And I know a lot of things are going to start triggering the supporting details, the comparisons and things that you're going to see me write down at the time of listening. This is exactly how you should do it. All right. So for those of you listening to me in podcast form, um, I'm going to retort the questions and the answers out loud for you guys. Do not worry. Uh, but in regards to the note taking, you're not going to know. So you can refer to my blog, which I'm actually going to be doing it on the arseniobuckshow.com. All right. So with that being said, guys, man, let's share this. I'm excited about this one because this is the first, I mean, the first, like I said, first of its kind. So I've actually already written, you know, science, which makes no sense. But what we're going to do is I'm going to play this and you're going to watch me for all of you out there in the world right now. You're going to watch me and see how I take notes and understand, watch this over and over and watch how I, you're not going to be able to watch how I think, but see how I jot down all the important ideas before I go into the questions. So then I'm able to make very, very good answer choices and, you know, take everything down accordingly. Because I know a lot of people out there who do not practice or listen in, a lot of people who do not listen to podcasts, or a lot of people who do not listen to my podcast, um, they have a tendency of being very, very low in listening. We're talking 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. But with proper note-taking, you're going to be able to do a fine job. And that's what I'm here for. Again, if you guys want extra content, a load of extra content, my Patreon monthly membership is available for cheap. And again, if you guys want one-on-one coaching, group coaching, private coaching, whatever it may be, webinars, all that good stuff, you get in touch with me. So with that being said, guys, I've got myself a long one. No Mariah Carey, no baby face. We're going straight into social media is what the lecture is going to be about today. And that today we're going to talk about social networking. All right, here we go. And that doesn't mean that we're all going to get online and send pictures of kittens to all our friends. <laughs> Social networking is actually a science that goes back much longer than I think any one of you would expect. It's an interdisciplinary subject 
and that it's of interest to sociologists, anthropologists, behavioral scientists, and maybe people working in other disciplines as well. We can define it as a social structure made up of a set of social actors. These might be individuals, groups, organizations, or even entire societies and the relationships between them. And we call these relationships dyads. It's spelt D-Y-A-D-S. We also call them dyadic ties. Like any other science, the science of social networking has its own history. In the 1930s, sociologists began to create sociograms. You can think of a sociogram as a visual representation or map of the relationships between individuals. Then in the 1950s, we saw mathematical formula being applied to social networking. And by the 1980s, we started to see theories of social networking emerging. Now, instead of being tagged onto fields such as sociology and anthropology, it is fast becoming a science itself, which we call network science. Now, in network science, Social network analysts have identified three levels of network analysis study, which we call the micro-level, meso-level, and macro-level. Micro is the analysis of interactions between small numbers of people, between two individuals perhaps, or small groups, families even. Meso-level is the study of larger groups, but still in relatively low populations. We could put the study of business organizations or companies into that bracket. Macro refers to the study of interactions within an entire population. Of course, the nuances of local and individual relationships are lost when studying something at the macro level. And also, there are practical limitations at this scale as well. Computing power, participant recruitment and study, quality of data collected. So, on the whole... When we conduct a macro-level study, we focus on the outcomes of interactions such as economic results or resource transfer rather than the sort of interactions you can study at the micro-level, which include social equality, reciprocity and mutuality, influence, prestige, and so on. Of course, the scale at which you choose to analyze a population will be dictated by the theoretical questions you are trying to answer. Now, most social structures can be visualized as a dense cluster of strong connections. Here, in this diagram, you can see these large gray circles, which we call clusters. These represent individuals with close social ties. For example, one cluster might represent the workers at one company, say, a hairdresser's. And this cluster over here might be the workers at the laboratory down the road. Information within these clusters tends to be rather homogeneous and redundant. That is, hairdressers don't have much knowledge about laboratory practices, nor do they need it, and vice versa. But if we have two different clusters, a laboratory and a university perhaps, the information between them is not redundant. It's potentially useful, actually. So if there is no bridge between two clusters with non-redundant information, we can say there is a structural whole. And any entity or any individual or potentially a service 
like a consultancy which can bridge this divide, is in a good position, a strong position. They can access information from two or even more clusters. Anyone or anything that bridges such a divide is said to have more social capital. What they do with this information is up to them. They can keep it to themselves or use it. By keeping social capital to himself, an individual might hear of a job opening or an opportunity or use this information to forward to his or her company. Indeed, a 2004 study by Ronald Burt found that among 673 managers working in an American supply chain, it was those who had strong interactions with different numbers of groups which were better paid, received more positive job evaluations, and had better promotion prospects. Interestingly, though, in China, a study of a high-tech firm concluded that individuals who occupy these locations in structural holes reaped no such benefits. They exercised no more control than individuals without these ties, perhaps due to the strong culture and values of communal sharing that exist in China. There it is. Okay. Anyways, with that being said, here it is. Okay. There's a lot to digest. That was just over about, what, five minutes and about 40 seconds with a little bit of jingle and a little bit of Brandy and Monica in the, uh, in the background. <sighs> Here are my notes for everyone who's listening to this on the podcast, okay? We have interdisciplinary subject, interest, sociologists, anthropologists, a couple of others, right? We could define it as a social structure, which has social actors, groups, individuals, societies, relationships, so, went over the history of it, 1930s, 70s, 80s, not too much, sociograms, became a network science, but then when they got into the three levels, that's what I really wanted to focus on, because there were lots of specific details, and it was structured in a way that I know that one of the questions are going to be revolved around that, okay? So, we got micro, interaction, small numbers, two individuals. Meso, larger groups, but more like business organizations, still relatively low populations. But then you have macro, interactions within populations, okay? So we're talking about the population as a whole. So again, looking at the nuances, laws, practical limitations, that all comes at, in the macro level. And then again, you're focusing on the outcomes and the economic results rather than the individuals. Right, because the micro is more about social equality, mutuality, influence, prestige, et cetera, et cetera. Then she started talking about the dense clusters, okay, and the connections that may coexist within those little places. Look at the large gray, she started talking about a diagram, individuals with close social ties. One cluster equals one company. Another cluster, laboratory, so we were talking about the hair salon or barber, whatever it may be, in the laboratory. So the information is redundant. But if we look at, again, like two laboratories, if I'm not mistaken, she said, not redundant. Bridges between has structural hole or structural holes. So I kind of messed up in taking my notes here because I must make sure that, again, the redundancy is obviously one company does this, one company does this, information is redundant. However, two companies within the structural whole, it's different. So you must not mix up the information because, again, that could be a specific detail question 
that I will be revealing soon. Now, whoever bridges has more social cap. By keeping it, might hear about a job opening, forward it to their company, right? Strong interactions with different numbers, hey, they're better paid. But in China, individuals that occupied structural holes didn't have benefits. Those are all my notes that I had taken down. Let, now let's see if it pertains to the one, two, three, four, five, six. And then for everyone out there who, again, has taken their notes and want to go back and refer to it, take their notes again before answering the questions, let's do it. I'll probably give a couple of answers based on how I feel. So with that being said, here are the questions. You have number one, what is the best definition of social networking? Now, again, was this about social networking? No. So if this is very difficult for you, you want to take out the bad answers. Let me read off these answers for you. Electronic communication with numerous acquaintances at one time. Did it talk about that? No. It's not what we see it as today. It goes, it's like a mathematical, like a, it's like math behind it, okay? So that first answer, no. How about the next one? The study of the dyads between two individ uh, individual people? No, that was just a specific detail. How about the analysis of the relationships connected social entities? Or a study of the properties of single entities within a group? Now, for those of you, again, that's labeled as C and D for number one. Post your answer in the comment section. Now, number two. How do studies at the macro level differ from studies at the micro level? Now, if I go back up, remember macro, they focus more on the population, practical, uh, you know, the focus on the outcomes, the economic results. So number two, A would be studies at the micro level tend to result in less reliable data. Did it mention that? No. The next one. Studies at the macro level tend not to focus on the nature of a relationship. Studies at the micro level are less practical for researchers. Now, again, this is why writing down a lot of details and referring back to your notes, you will be like, uh, no, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. So go back to that. And 2D. Studies at the macro level are more useful when studying business organizations. No, that was meso level. So again, I want you guys to put your answer down below. Number three, what is the most recent trend in the study of social networking? Mathematical formulae are being applied to interactions. It is being used as a tool in both social and hard sciences. Social networking is becoming a science it's itself. And computers are being used to measure and monitor networks. Now, a lot of these you just didn't hear, but there was one that stood out and it was in the mid, it was just after the micro, meso, and macro. Something was stated and it's in one of these answers. Okay? So, and she said it. She said, that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to murmur it. I'm just going to mum it or uh, humble it. No, I'm just going to blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean. So let's keep going. Number four, the lecturer gives an example of a hairdresser in a laboratory to represent, represent what? Two clusters that carry redundant information. Two clusters 
that separates or that uh, that is separated by a structural hole two entities within the same cluster or two organizations with the same amount of capital now obviously 4d the d is completely wrong so you have a b and c now remember refer back to your notes and check it out number five what does the lecturer infer about chinese business organizations now again I wrote down China, individuals that occupied in structural holes didn't have benefits. So they do not benefit from individuals with links to many networks. They consider people who exchange information within other organizations disloyal, didn't hear disloyal. C, they are not interested in the study of social network analysis. D, they are successful because their employees have greater social capital. Now, going back to my notes, I wrote down consultancy, good position to bridge it and access. Whoever bridges has more social capital. So I just debunked something. Now, if you guys were able to pick that up, fantastic. Now let's continue going. According to the professor, when can we say there is a structural hole in a sociogram? When there is a link between two clusters with redundant information? when there is no link between two clusters with non-redundant information, when there is no link between two clusters with redundant information, or when there is a link between two clusters with non-redundant information. Be very, very careful, okay? So this is why I told you guys to take down rigorous, not mean rigorous notes in regards to the links, the clusters, and the information. Redundant information, non-redundant information, this is why, and going back to how I had taken notes, what do you guys think? I wanna give you guys some questions, okay? You could type your answers in the comment section, wherever it may be, and tell me how were you able to take the notes? Were your notes similar to mine? If they weren't and you did worse on the answers, possibly, how could you make them better? Or how would you structure them more? because these are my notes. Again, you guys might have a pencil piece of paper. It's gonna be a little bit more difficult because obviously with, you know, with typing, very, very easy, very quick. But when you're writing, it's not. So again, refer back to me. Tell me what you guys think. Tell me how your note taking was. Post your answers in the comment section. Get in touch with me in regards to other listening techniques and other exercises. If you need help, one-on-one -on -one coaching or exclusive content in regards to listening week in and week out every single day make sure you get in touch with me in regards to my patreon my membership site speaking reading whatever it may be i am available all right so guys with that being said for those of you listening to me in podcast form you guys can obviously tag me on instagram stories tell me what your answers are just reach out to me in general on instagram i'll be more than happy to give you some guidance. So with that being said, guys, welcome back to the first lecture. We're gonna be getting into conversation coming up next. That was difficult, but there's just so much more to do and accomplish. Again, it's all about how can you take, how can you take notes effectively? I've said this to so many different people out there because if you're not able to take notes effectively, this even goes back to the speaking part one, two, three, and four, guess what's gonna happen? All that information within those five and a half minutes is going to go right over your head. You have to learn how to take notes. So, guys, stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always.
over and out.